Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Work Alchemy podcast, conversations about impact, where entrepreneurs and leaders share how they have impact, the sweet moments, and the challenges. I'm your host, Ursula York. I show entrepreneurs how to turn their businesses into agents for lasting change, global impact, and a force for good in the world. These stories are here to inspire and energize you so you can have your own unique impact. I'm excited to announce the Fierce Women Forum, a special event where nine remarkable leaders and I will talk about what it means to be fierce, the reactions we receive as women and people perceived as women, and how we can support each other to be fierce when it's needed. If you've ever been told you're too much or silenced yourself because you were afraid of how you'd be perceived, the Fierce Women Forum is for you. To learn more about the forum and the outstanding leaders I'll be in conversation with, and to register, go to workalchemy.com forward slash FWF, as in Fierce Women Forum. The Fierce Women Forum begins on July 15th, so be sure to bookmark that site right now and go there right after this episode. Even if you're listening to this after July 15th, you can still register and receive the recording. Please join us. Today's guest on the podcast is Erica Mueller. Erica has been a professional photographer for over 20 years. Her images have appeared in Vanity Fair, InStyle, and W, and she's shot for clients such as Paramount, Lilith Fair, the Fashion Institute of Design and Merchandising, and the Golden Globes. Her portrait and wedding work keep her constantly inspired by the simple and profound moments of life that shine our inner light and bring us joy. Welcome to the podcast, Erica. I'm delighted to have you here. Oh, thank you so much. I'm delighted to be here. So I'm really curious about uh, your interest in photography and how you see photography. Photography is something I've done for a long time, and I'm, I'm, I find it deeply creative. But most people think of photography as it, it's kind of like writing. You know, I, I have a pen and therefore I can write, or I have my phone and therefore I'm a photographer, Mm -hmm. Uh, but it it goes much deeper than that. Talk a little bit about what photography means for you. Why were you drawn to it? What is it about this medium of creativity that's, that's been so um, amazing for you as a, as an avenue for your business? Oh gosh, what a great question. I think uh, for me, it's, it's really in, in hindsight, I can, I can see what it has offered me is an opportunity to connect with people. And I think that's, that's something that's always been really important to me, even as a young, like teenager, as a kid and as a young woman. Um, But I probably wouldn't have been able to articulate it then, or I wouldn't have been able to create a career or a job like based on that, you know, like Mm. I want to connect with people. So I'm going to be a photographer. It it never (laughs) really occurred to me. Right. But I noticed that the work that I do, whether it's portraiture or weddings or the Embody project or whatever kind of work I do, even if it's a landscape or a, or a up shot of a fine art shot of something, I feel like everything that I do is a version of portraiture and that requires me to connect with my subject. So there is, there is like a thread that's happening between me and this subject mostly it's people um and it is a an incredible way to to connect in an authentic in an authenticity and with an authenticity that's really not available for me in so many other 
um, creative outlets. Like I would mm. love to be able to do that through writing as easily, but words really are not my, <laughs> my, my uh, art, art of choice. But photography is, it's really easy for me to connect with people's true selves that way. Mm. Well, it's so interesting because you tend to think of, I mean, I know I've been to amazing places when I've traveled and sometimes a camera feels like actually a barrier to connecting. Oh. And, you know, sometimes you're, you're so engrossed in getting that, you know, beautifully composed shot that you're not present to it. How do you maintain your presence while you're doing that? Wow. That's so interesting. I think it's the exact opposite for me. I feel like I'm more connected when I have my camera. Mm -hmm. um, and it's like my, I feel like my lens is a portal in some way. It's like a portal of time. It, it's capturing these moments of time that are going by, you know, in a, in a flash, like they're gone. But this connection that I have through my lens that is this portal, it's like this eternity portal. <laughs> and right. I, I feel like I am able to see more clearly, like in a truthful way and in a heartful way, with my camera than without. Now that isn't to say that I don't also love the experience of things without my camera, of course, but I, there is some other part of me that is sort of stripped away of, of every other distraction that's, that's there and present for me when I have my camera and when I'm looking through my camera. Yeah, that's so, uh, it's such a great description. I mean, I, I certainly felt that myself and I, I uh, in work that I do that feels creative at that level, it's really, that's a really powerful way you've described it. You, something you said on your, uh, I, I've seen that you've written is, I'm called to life by its sheer depth, the unexpected and insatiable, and, an insatiable wanderlust. What has that led to in your work? Oh my goodness. What hasn't it led to? Your <laughs> <laughs> question to answer. I mean, it's led to all of the things that mean the most to me in my life. It's led to travels. It's led to relationships with people, friendships with people, business associations with people. It's led to income. It's led to adventure. It's led to, um, you know, witnessing the unknown that then becomes known. It's, it's led to different projects that I've created uh, to kind of connect myself with my creativity and my community around me in, in times when I felt really disconnected. Um, there are so, that, that wanderlust um, and that insatiable curiosity really are, I think, the, the fire that lives in my heart and soul to be human and to be seen and to see and to experience this world that we live in, in every aspect. Mm. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> you, yeah. I mean, uh, I, I love it when website copy is actually true. <laughs> yeah. Right. I know. And it's, it's hard to write that. It's hard to write it in a way that, that captures it in a, in a concise enough way for people to be able to, to understand it. And that really is very, very true for me. Yeah. Well, and it has so many layers of meaning too, obviously from, from, yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, you mentioned projects that you've worked on. I know uh, a big major project for you has been the Embody project and um, tell us about uh, how that came about and, and what is it about it that called you? Yeah. Wow. So yeah, it's um, the Embody project is, I would say the work that I do that is closest to my heart. And um, 
is really the place where my passion and my purpose and, and a, a, a need that the world has, the people of the world have in so many ways, meet beautifully. Um, and it really was, as I think many people have realized in the their purposeful work that's born out of um, something that is stressful or difficult in their lives. That certainly was true for me. The Embody Project was really born out of my struggle to love my body and accept my body as a female in this Western world where the female form is typically very idealized and objectified and um, you know, it's used in advertising in many different ways to make us feel like we aren't who we quote unquote should be and that we mm -hmm. need to do something, be something or buy something or change something to be who we quote unquote should be. Or um, not good, not good enough in some way. Exactly. In, in almost every way, really. That's the, <laughs> that's the message I think that we're given, you know, since a very young age. And I, I took those messages so deeply as, as a young teenager and a young woman, um, I really internalized those messages and struggled for years and years and years with this feeling that I was different. And of course, when I look back on it, I can see very clearly from here, I, I wasn't different. I was just, you know, I was and I wasn't. Number one, we are all different. So yes, I was different too. Um, but number two, I just wasn't any different and I felt different and I, um, I poured that into the art that I sort of taught myself mostly, which was photography. I tried on different other kinds of work, also um, sculpting and painting and drawing my body at a, at a time in my early 30s when I, um, I got a, a message from somebody that I was very close to at the time, a, a boyfriend of mine that um, decided one day that he wasn't attracted to my body and it was pretty much my worst fear come true and mm. it, it threw me into this self-exploration of well you know just because he says that he's not attracted to me does that mean that i'm not attractive in a, in a you know in a very globalized way so i really explored that through my um my art forms photography being the main one and doing some self-portraits because i i realized that I, when I looked in the mirror and saw my own reflection, I felt a lot of judgments. But when I looked at art from different centuries of women's figures of all different shapes and sizes, I only felt appreciation. And I thought that was really strange <laughs> and interesting. Um, so I, I wanted to find a way to relate to my, my own body as more of this um, not subjective art form and um and take it out of this place of identity for me um and then i realized as i was doing that self-portrait project that actually as helpful as that was it wasn't enough like i actually also needed to see myself in the context of other bodies and for me it needed to be bodies of all different shapes and sizes and colors and genders it needed to have men and women it needed to have as many different kinds of people as possible that I, I somehow intuitively knew that if I could see all of these bodies in a natural way that wasn't trying to sell me something or tell me that I wasn't good enough or, you know, that it wasn't airbrushed or idealized in some way that it was just lots of different kinds of people being who they are. And I was in there too, that it would like, it would just equalize 
and relieve so much pressure that I was feeling and that it would provide something for others as well. Like that if we could all see ourselves and each other that way, I, I knew that it was a, a universal struggle really in, in different degrees for different people. But uh, this was, this was how it, it came to be. I just remember, you know, being on my deck this one day and just having this like awful moment of this, this crisis and just this crisis of self and this crisis of identity and just yearning to be able to see these people being people, being human, being beautiful in their humanity, but that it wasn't about beauty. It wasn't about a, a prescribed kind of beauty. So hmm. I, 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 that's how the project started, really. I started with some friends, um, some brave friends who were willing to <laughs> pose naked for my, for my camera and, and also write about their experience in their bodies. I also realized that hearing their stories was as important to me as seeing their different bodies in, in these different contexts. And, and it just really grew from there. Well, and there's a description that goes along with each of the photos that's so fascinating. And, mm -hmm. and uh, I was very struck by this young man who had his son in the photo shoot mm. with him. And uh, I'm not sure why. Maybe it's because you and I had talked about Sally Mann recently. And, and she's, of course, a famous photographer for photographing her young children. But um, it just something, there just seems something very... Uh, um, innocent, that's maybe the wrong word, kind of essential about yeah. that connection between them. Very much so. And he writes about it beautifully in his essay. Um, that is a friend of mine and his son, who's now a teenager, actually. Um, and I was so struck by this purity of childhood. And that's just another interesting aspect of our relationship with our bodies is that when we're children, we don't have this self-consciousness we haven't yet received the messages that there's something that's not okay with us or actually wrong with us or that we should be mm. different in any way we're just running around being being ourselves fully 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 and so to to be able to photograph and interview and then receive the essays also from this dad and also from the little boy he wrote his own essay which mm. was beautifully simple in in his own way he it was it was it's on the website and it's it's something very sweet like you know if everybody could just run around without clothes on it would be great <laughs> you know <laughs> well it's well it's kind of he he sort of uh embodied the tagline for the project which is may all things be happy naked yes Yes, may all beings be happy naked, exactly. And, and, and we used to be, <laughs> and we used to be until we started judging ourselves. And I think that's, that's one of my main aims with this work is to just allow people to have the experience of being like free in their nakedness, in their rawness for a moment, even just for a moment. I think that experience to be seen, to be witnessed, being real and being true, being actually who we are without masks and without clothes and without filters and without hiding and without posing. It's, it's, it's an incredible experience. And, you know, we go on and we live our lives and, you know, we might get self-conscious again in the very next moment. But for that one moment or that short period of time, we had the experience of being liberated and being free. And that I have found for myself and for the other participants in the project has been just tremendously valuable to their soul, really deeply, deeply, tremendously valuable. In what way? 
I, I mean, just that they now know what it's like to be themselves, to be fully mm-hmm. free, to be fully just standing in the truth of who they are in that moment and be witnessed by, by me, who's doing the photographs and doing the project. But it, you know, it's, it's not that often that we, if ever, that we get to have the experience of being witnessed by another human being and be loved to just be fully accepted and loved where there's not anyone or anywhere else or anything else that we're supposed to be in that moment other than who we are. And we're in, we're actually being invited to do that and being loved for doing that. That's, that's just a rare experience for most people. Yeah. Yeah. It's very powerful. Yeah. And it really comes through in the, in the work. Mm. Was there something that, really surprised you in doing this project? I mean, I, you know, you went into it with quite a conscious, uh, maybe not a conscious vision of how it would unfold, but a conscious thing that you were wanting to uh, speak to or uh, address within yourself and bring forward to other people. But what surprised you about it? Gosh, I think, I think what surprised me the most was the response that I received from so many, many, many people around the world, literally around the world, when it the project was shared by a participant on um, a healing blog that was run by somebody else, and that person shared it, and that person had quite a big following at the time. Um, and so it 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 kind of made its way around the world without me meaning for it to go around the world at that point. <laughs> so right. I, I was completely blown away by how many people resonated with the work and were hungry for exactly the experience that they were having just by viewing the photos and reading people's essays. It's like they didn't even have to be participants in the project in order to receive the value of like the connection that they felt with these people who were being seen and heard and witnessed in their raw beauty. So um, I, I think I knew on some level that this was a universal and global um, possibility because I saw it as possible, but to actually have that, that affirmation from people and that confirmation from people around the world who were emailing me and saying, thank you, thank you. I've been wanting this and needing this for so long and I've been struggling too. And here's my story and here are my photos. And, you know, would you please come to my, come to Romania and photograph me? You can stay in my uncle's barn. I mean, it was, it was I was in, like invited in the sweetest way around and, and being asked if, if these people could participate. And it just touched my, my soul. I mean, it was so, it was so validating for the work and it just made me realize like how much we all are hungry and yearning to be seen and heard as we are. Mm. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. I mean, what a, what a response and oh, yeah. how affirming it was not just of you and your uh, you know, your professional presence, but also of the, the beauty of the idea and the, the impact. Yeah. Is, profound. Yeah. And I think, I think that's the thing, like you just touched upon it too, that is that it, 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 it wasn't and isn't about me, you know, it's, it's universal. It's about us. And I think that's the thing that I love also so much about doing the work and sharing the work in the Embody Project is that it is such a unifying theme 
um, we're all in bodies. There is, there are none of us that are not in bodies. So we all have our experiences of being in our bodies and the different challenges that we face um, and the different things that we celebrate about being in our bodies. So this is, this is absolutely not my project. This is our project. And I love that it, the, like the project and the work itself requires me to um, like step aside in a way of speaking, it's hard to say, right? Because of course I have to be there and I am there and I'm, I'm more present than I've, than I've ever been in this work than in any other work, but it's, mm. it's not an ego me and it's not a, a me with an idea like that's driving something forward. I'm like, I'm like receiving something and something is coming through me. It's not coming from me and it's not about me. Does that make mm. sense? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm so, uh, familiar with that feeling and it it's mm -hmm. not a given. I mean, every form of your work doesn't take on that quality and it's so beautiful when it happens oh, that you feel, yeah. you feel like you, you're a, a channel for something or you're a, 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 a way in which that work came to be born. Yeah. It's really an amazing feeling. It's really, it's really powerful. Yeah. Well, we tend to think of um, our, I mean, I think there's a myth out there that if it's something that's really impactful, that somehow it has to um, be, it, it can't have kind of be, be soiled by some commercial aspect to it, or right. there's sort of an idealistic vision, especially in the art world around, um, you know, can you actually make money at this thing? And if you do, it, it's somehow tainting the beauty of the project. And I, I just wanted to explore this a little bit with you, if you're willing. Sure. Um, around, you know, how do you have impact in the context of also wanting to have commercial success? Because I mean, your, your photography business is profitable. Mm -hmm. um, the project itself may not be, but does it, does that have any influence, do you think, on its its impact for you and other people, the reality of needing funding in order to continue something? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a great question. And it's something that I've turned over and over from so many different angles over the years uh, as I've been um, conducting this project for about 10 years now. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, there was a time in the beginning where money was not even involved uh in the work i just was doing it and viewing it more as a service project and i didn't want money to be a barrier for anyone's participation i wanted it to be completely available to everyone and anyone who was inspired to participate and so i donated all of my time i donated all of my um, energy and efforts and you know i pay, i paid for the website build out of my own pocket and all of the shoots out of my own pocket. I mean, everything was just completely absorbed by me as this artist who was conducting this work, um, which was lovely in one sense because, you know, the complications or let's just say the, the complexities of everybody's perspectives around money and relationship around money were just not in this work for a good long time, maybe six years. Um, and at a certain point for me, it just became unsustainable to continue to conduct the project with the amount of my time and effort and energy and dedication that it required um, without any 
you know, income whatsoever from the project. I just couldn't sustain it. So um, I started to implement a participation fee and definitely that had participation drop off. I definitely saw a drop off in participation and I definitely, and I got some feedback from people that, you know, challenged my, the legitimacy of me charging money to do this project, mm-hmm. um, which was, it's all, all the feedback that I get through the project, whether positive or negative or anything in between has been really helpful for me to just look at, you know, so these, okay, these are different perspectives, you know, definitely people have perspectives on the nudity and perspectives on men and women's bodies and perspective on money and perspective on everything, all valuable. Um, So I'm so excited to have this work continue to grow and conduct around the world. That is really, that, that is really my vision and always has been my vision. And at this point in time, I'm just not sure how that's going to happen in terms of funding. And I'm open to any and all ways. And I'm, and it's just still something that's a work in progress. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, being open to it in any and all ways, it kind of introduces the possibility of, Oh, I would never have thought it could take on this form and yet it has. And uh, yeah, I mean, even just the, I'm wondering if, if um, the the cultural implications of doing a project like this are so different in different cultures. I mean, have you noticed that people are seeing it in a different way, depending on, I know you've done shoots in the Netherlands. I don't know if you ever made it to the barn in Romania, (laughs) but. um, (laughs) Right. Yeah. And it's, it's true. There are differences in different cultures and that's one of the things I'm so excited to discover even beyond the cultures that I've been to. I'm just thinking about mainly the difference between conducting the project in the U S here, where it seems that um, many many of us, women especially, but many of us, men and women here in the United States are influenced by the media and the issues that we have, that we struggle with around our bodies are um, shaped by the images that we see in the media. And in the Netherlands, surprisingly, I I didn't imagine this until I actually experienced it, but many of the participants there, they were saying to me um, and sharing in their essays and in their interviews that they weren't as shaped by the media nearly as much as we are, but what they are shaped by tremendously is the church Mm -hmm. and their relationship and their country's Mm. relationship and their culture's relationship with the church. And there's a lot of shame around their physical bodies in relation to this, you know, non-physical spiritual body that is the church that's very judgmental. Um, Mm. And there's a lot of history of that in Europe. Europe. Absolutely. And it was really powerful to witness people making peace with that split in the relationship that they'd experienced since they were children. It was no less powerful at all. In fact, in some ways, you know, equally certainly powerful, in some ways more powerful to witness that healing um, over there. And I can only imagine, and there are so many cultures that we can all think of that are even more restrictive in different ways around the, the human body, around the naked body. Um, and I'm well aware that there are some cultures that I probably could never possibly conduct this project in because, you know, people can be killed for being naked in, in public, in some other cultures, which is Mm. just like incredible to me to imagine. So there's, there is a tremendous amount of, of material here to explore in terms of 
our relationships with our bodies. Um, so yeah, I mean, this is this is just what is endlessly fascinating to me, though. As a as I feel like I'm as much an anthropologist as I am an artist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, and what a deep meaning that it has if, if people can be killed for being right? naked in public. I mean, it it speaks almost to the heart right. of the I know, project. I know, and I would love nothing more than to bring healing to places like that too. I don't know if that will ever be able to happen in my lifetime, but it would be it would be just an amazing thing to witness. Mm. Well, this this embodied project clearly is is one that you're really deeply connected with, and yet your work has been really wide ranging. I mean, you've done uh, commercial work, including magazines and events and portraits and weddings, and then you have this project. And I'm I'm wondering a couple of things. One is um, maybe a broader question about how's that all coming together as your body of work. And I'm also curious about portraiture and how that interconnects with the kind of, I mean, in, in a way the Embody project is a form of portraiture, but it's not um, in the same form that one conventionally right. thinks of it. Um, pick which, whichever yeah. one you want Well, I mean, if they, they're so related to me, all of these um, aspects of my work are related to me. And I would say for sure the Embody Project is a version of portraiture. It's just a little bit more raw and a, a little bit more vulnerable and, you know, definitely uh, more delicate of a, of a topic. And, and also, so is portraiture. Uh, it's amazing. I work with a lot of people. There's um, something that I do that I call elemental portraits, but mainly because it really is along the same lines of vulnerability, authenticity, being like being witnessed in who you really are, being seen as who you really are, and just trusting that that in and of itself is a beautiful thing for others to behold. And that my job is to, to facilitate that and capture that. Um, so for me, all of my portraiture is really about getting in relationship with people first, because I think without that relationship, um, the trust that's really needed for people to be vulnerable and be real with me and show their authentic selves, it's just not possible without relationship. Um, and, and that's what yeah. I thrive on the most. And it's really, I feel like that's my number one job is to make sure that you feel comfortable with me photographing you like in order for me to get photographs that capture you in your essence in your elements you've got to be comfortable with me so i spend a lot of time on that in emails on the phone and in person with people before i photograph them that's true if i'm photographing a wedding or you know an event or a portrait of anything or anyone that's really the bottom line for me mm. Well, in, in terms of your body of work as it's coming together now, I mean, it, it's an evolving thing and it's, it's kind of this, in a way, the sum total of not just the work you've done in photography, but it really comes together with whatever other work you've done and the influences you've had. How do you, I, I, I mean, this is kind of a, uh, asking you to integrate the whole of your mm -hmm. the whole of your work in a few sentences, but do you have any thoughts on how that 
feels coming together uh, at all or if there are common threads in there and your yeah, body of work I, that you're it's seeing? a great question and it's a great thing to to contemplate i think i really have been influenced by the sally mann book you mentioned her earlier and i've been reading her um her book called hold still and um you know i think one of the ways that i can unify and bring together all of the different kinds of work that I do is number one, I'm a photographer. So my medium is photography with a camera. I'm, I'm taking pictures of, of people and of things. Um, that's my, that's my art that I'm an artist and that's my art and all of these kinds of uh, photography that I do, the ways that I express my art through my camera are like my projects. So weddings are a project, portraits are a project, the Embodied Project is a project, travel photography is a project, I do some fine art photography too, that's a, that's a project. So if I look at it as like mm -hmm. the career span of an artist, you know, there, there isn't an artist that I can think of that works on the same thing throughout their whole lifetime. They either have different things that that are that they're focused on that are inspiring them at any given time and they do a body of work around that and then they move on to another thing and they do a body of work around that you know the, and a life their lifetime of work is made up of these different bodies of work that they might show in galleries at different times or have in different retrospectives in their books so it's a little bit like that um i would say another analogy i could use is maybe that of a of a filmmaker a filmmaker doesn't just make one giant long film in their career right True. <laughs> you know so they make right, film. right yeah right exactly like the same kind of film, of film. right so they they work on different projects depending on whether that story inspires them and they you know they pull all their resources together and they put everything they have into that one that one film during that one time and then they wrap it and they move on to the next one so i and that doesn't mean that they've had you know like an eclectic career they are a filmmaker they are a filmmaker and they're making films so I'm a photographer and I make photographs and I do kind of circling back to what I said earlier, I, I do really feel that everything that I am photographing is a portrait of someone or something. And it is a connection with that thing that the portraiture is, is born out of. So that's really the unifying force for me. Hmm. Yeah, in the work that I've uh, done with people around impact, one of the things that we explore is what's kind of holding it all together. And people are surprised because you tend to think of, well, first I did this job and then I did that job and they're related kind of, but you know, they're kind of all in the past and not really connected. And in fact, there uh, is always, in my experience, some threads that weave through that that are are very informative about the the impact that we want to have, the way we want to not only develop ourselves, but also contribute in the larger world. So, um, yeah, I, I mean, you, you have a very uh, clear picture, I think, um, which is somewhat unusual in terms of how you uh, how you see your work and how it's come together. Is that fair to say, or am I am I? Uh, no, I think that's very fair to say, and I think I think um, what's what's great is that it's able to be wrapped up in that way and encapsulated in that way, because I think the <laughs> process of discovering that for myself has been very, um, 
meandering. <laughs> it's been a zigzag road. And there have been a lot of questions about like, yeah. how, you know, we all like search our, ourselves like this for the meaning in our overall work, even if we've done lots of different things. A lot of us spend a lot of time trying to, trying to find our way. And then when we finally do, I think we can look back and see how things are related. It can be hard to see as we're going onward at that things are related, but you're, you're absolutely right in that. And, and what a gift. I, 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 I really appreciate being able to see the through lines in my own work. And I think, I think other people can be really helpful in helping to reflect that back to us too. I think if anybody who's listening has a question about their own work in the world and the impact that it's having, it can be great to ask others what, the impact on them has been. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I agree. Well, and you're a very self-reflective person, so you've gone into True. it quite deeply. <laughs> True. Is, uh, yeah, informs the process. Yeah. Well, Erica, I, I always uh, wrap up these interviews with three mm -hmm. questions around impact. Oh, Are you yeah, game to, definitely. to look at those? Bring it on. <laughs> Great. The first one is, what's the biggest thing you've learned about having impact? Oh, what a great question. I, I think the biggest thing I've learned is that impact can be measured in so many different ways. And for me, one of the most important ways that it's measured in my work is when somebody, one of my subjects, it, no matter which avenue of my work they've, you know, arrived there at. Um, when somebody says that they've been impacted personally, when somebody says that they felt free for a moment or they saw the photo and they loved it, or I captured a, an authentic moment for them from their wedding and they feel how it felt to be in that moment. The impact on an individual, on just one mm. individual is, is really important to me and it means the world. Mm -hmm. That's great. Well, my second question is what's the one thing you've consistently done that's con contributed to your success and impact the most? Oh gosh. Staying true to my vision, staying, staying true to what inspires me, what rises up in me as inspiring um, and, and not allowing that to be um, like misdirected or, uh, or to, not allowing that to take me off course. Any, anyone or anything else, any other kind of opinion to be taking me off track. Mm. Yeah, it's that singularity of yeah. well, the clarity really of what right. it is and it that's sometimes true takes for you. Coming back to yeah. and back to and back to. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm. yeah, absolutely. Well, the last question in the rapid round is: What's one piece of advice or insight you'd offer to someone who's saying, "I want to have impact. I want to be more contributing in the world." What would you say to them? I would say keep going. And if you are having trouble finding what that thing is that is going to have the impact that you want, look in unexpected places. You might look in something mm -hmm. that you're struggling with or something that's caused you pain over the years. That, that often is where the gold is. So just be open to mm -hmm. looking in unexpected places. 
Mm, I love that. I've not heard anybody put it that way before, and it's it's a great yeah. way of looking at it. Well, Erica, thank you so much for sharing what you have around your work and uh, the deeply powerful Embody project that you're working on and continue to bring into the world. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm I love this exploration of of uh, both photography and and your body of work. So thank you so much for sharing. Oh, Ursula, all of that thank you with so much today. for the invitation. I'm delighted to be here, and it's it's just been so so great talking to you. Thank you. Mm, you're welcome. How can people get in touch with you? Yeah, if they'd so like they to can find you? me on either of my websites. The one with weddings and portraits and all of that stuff is ericamuller.com, E R I C A M U E L L E R.com. And the Embody Project is at embodyproject.com. Great. And I'll put those links into the show notes as well. So, um, Erica, thank you again. And thank you for the work uh, you're doing. I'm in the so world. delighted by it. And thank you so much. And thank you for your work in the world as well. Before you go, don't forget to register for the Fierce Women Forum so you can grow as a leader and have more impact with your business. Go to workalchemy.com forward slash FWF, as in Fierce Women Forum to learn more and to register. Join us for more episodes. Subscribe to the Work Alchemy podcast on iTunes or Stitcher Radio so you'll know as soon as new episodes are available. You can even help spread the word. Leave a review if you like what you've heard. Thanks for listening. Until next time, for ongoing support so you can have your own impact, join our community of entrepreneurs like you by liking the Work Alchemy Facebook page.